Welcome to the Agents to Owners podcast. My name is Brad Bolt with the AmeriGuard Insurance Agency located out of Blaine, Minnesota. My goal on this podcast is to help those young agents, scratch agents, transition from a producer mindset to a business owner. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Thank you for joining me on another edition of the Producers to President podcast. I'm your host, Brad Bolt. Uh, today, we're going to discuss one of the most widely debated topics in our insurance space, and that is virtual assistance. Um, you go to any Facebook thread or forum, and you're likely to see a uh, discussion about virtual assistance. Should you hire? Is it worth it? It didn't work for me. Oh, they're great. I can't live without them. So today I'm going to give you three ways for a virtual assistant to succeed in your agency. Uh, the first of which is to have a plan, have a detailed plan. Your virtual assistant you know, you may be sold on a proposition that the virtual assistant is trained and that they know your management system, they know your rating system. I would work under the impression that they are brand new to the insurance business, brand new to your systems, and have a detailed plan of the tasks that you want them to perform. Uh, clearly define what the work uh, that you want to be done have a written process for everything that they are going to do. If you already have one, great, but have a detailed written process of the tasks that you want them to perform. Um, if you want them to uh, move files from your eSign um, platform to your management system, have a step-by-step -step guide of what that looks like. Have a uh, include in there what want what you want them to do uh, with the files when they've been moved from one platform to the other if they don't know they are if they're going to ask so have that plan written plan in place you know for them to review uh, try not to overwhelm your new employee up front start with just a few key tasks have them master those jobs before you move on to something else. Uh, I suggest starting with just three tasks to start out with. You gotta remember everything is brand new. Um, there's definitely going to be an adjustment period to, you know, to this virtual assistant. And that's true of any new hire. You know, it's and it's it's difficult, it's much more difficult as a 100% remote worker. They're not immersed in your office culture. They can't just lean over and ask Connie how to do this or how to do that or what we do in this situation. They're also not able to hear uh, the day-to-day -day language. So the learning curve, it takes a little bit longer and you have to be prepared for that. You know, item number two is I've already alluded to this, have a written process and videos prepared for the jobs that you want um, these virtual assistants to perform. Have a step-by-step -step guide of things that you want um, to be handled. I find that the videos were most effective in the uh, training of our virtual assistant. Most people learn better from visual uh, presentation. 
So if you're having them do quotes for, you know, for your existing book or new quotes, um, we use EasyLinks as our quoting platform. And as we know, there are so many questions on a car and home insurance application in the EasyLink system. We know these questions back backwards and forwards. We know what needs to be answered, what doesn't need to be answered. The virtual assistant doesn't or any new employee doesn't. So take, uh, make a video and go slow and, and answer what each of those questions are and explain if there's a particular question that doesn't need to be answered. Maybe provide a little bit of education. This way, the VA can understand what's going on. If they understand what's going on, they might pick it up a little bit quicker. But also, if they you know, are able to see this video, they're able to review it over and over and over. And this is going to limit so many questions that you have coming back to you or your staff. I'd recommend making videos for any of the jobs that you're having them perform. It's just, it's the most effective way to learn and it's the most effective way to train. So again, do this with every job that you have and have that written process down so they can see it and they can and they can follow it. They can always refer back should they need to. Number three is start with three tasks. I know that I alluded to this earlier, but start slow. Be prepared to have three jobs. Put in great detail how you want these jobs to be performed. We, in our, in our office, I asked my staff, what were the three largest pain points that they deal with? Number one was mortgage verifications. And it seems like this has slowed a bit, but at the time we were handling about five to eight mortgage verifications a day. As we know, this is just a big, it's a big time waster. Um, especially for most of these mortgage companies that have this existing information. So that was an immediate need that we had to get this time waster off our licensed staff's desk. So we set up a step-by-step process how to answer the mortgage verification questions. Our virtual assistant was immediately able to take this problem off of our plate so we could handle it so our licensed staff could focus more on licensed work. Uh, number two was initial phone intake. Our agency is set up with a number of outside sales agents, and we still receive a lot of their phone calls. So this was just um, you know a lot of answering and transferring, something a non-licensed person can handle. So we were able to pass this responsibility over to our virtual assistant and and that took a lot of time off of our licensed staff. And as you know, um, just by our virtual assistant answering the phone, it limited a lot of disruptions. We all know that, you know, if we're working on something and we get dis- uh, interrupted and sometimes we get interrupted two, three times, it really slows down the progress of what we're trying to work on. So that was another area that made our staff a lot more efficient. My view, as far as training for phone intake, uh, we use a Lightspeed voice system, and I'm sure that most VoIP systems have this capability, but Lightspeed voice has a listen and a whisper feature. So I could listen in to the phone calls that our virtual assistant was receiving. And I could also whisper in her ear so that the person that she was speaking to, you know, could not hear who it was. And I could easily say, 
transfer over to Kevin. And even though um, our virtual assistant has had at the time all the extensions and what extensions Kevin's uh, is, as you know, something new, things move really, really fast when you're not comfortable with it. So you have, you know, new people have a tendency to kind of panic on the phone and not think very clearly. So for me to be able to say, uh, transfer to Kevin, he's at extension 104. That was easy to her. All she had to do was then transfer over to 104. So you, you know, you kind of have the training wheels on any new employee. And, and this was so helpful in the initial phone intake until, you know, she was able to get comfortable on the phone. I didn't have to be, I could just, and I could also just listen in and then not interrupt and not give her the answers and see how she performed. And then I could follow up afterwards and say, yep, you did great. Let's try this. Or instead of saying this, you know, why don't, why don't we try using this term or, you know, looking it up in our management system this way. So it was extremely helpful because sometimes you have to let them learn on their own and learn from their mistakes. We can't always just give them the answers, but by, you know, checking that work and being involved, it's really a great training opportunity. The third pain point of our staff was requoting existing customers. So um, as most of us know, in 2022, um, there is so much rate fluctuation. And unfortunately, we are reshopping a lot of our accounts. And this is also a it's anybody that, you know, that, that does this rewrites accounts, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to rewrite and and it's it's almost takes more time than selling a new account. And so what we were able to do was have our virtual assistant do the initial legwork of going to EasyLinks, update the information that was in the quoting application or, you know, putting in new application and processing that through EasyLinks. And you can you can evolve from there of how to say approve the best, you know, car insurance option or best home insurance option. But just doing that initial legwork, submitting that, completing an EasyLinks quote, submitting it over to our licensed staff to review and present to the customer, it was a big time saver. And um, and is really, really provided to be very helpful uh, to the rest of our group. Again, going back to the EasyLinks quoting, if you you know, are able to do videos up front, they're able to refer back to this in the very beginning. And it's going to limit a lot of questions that you receive for you and your, and your staff, you know, and a part of this, I'll just add, it's, it's such a, having a virtual assistant is very challenging as it would be for any remote, 100% remote worker. So it, you really want to be intentional about including them into your team and be intentional, you know, include them in meetings, ask them about themselves, have your team try and ask them about yourselves. And, and that's an interesting dynamic too, is how to connect your team with the, you know, with your virtual assistant and make it clear to your team, this isn't to replace what, what they are, what they're doing. It's, it's to enhance and make them more efficient into the work that they're doing. You're able to use a virtual assistant to do unlicensed work. So your licensed staff can work on licensed work and make them more efficient at what they do. I found in our agency that 
it was it's been extremely beneficial um we are not to the point where we need to hire a second but we're probably not far away from that but i see the true benefit in having one of these virtual assistants that work for us we chose or i chose a company called sabatol and they're somewhat of a newer company but the reasons why i chose them was i was comfortable with their back-end support to their virtual assistants. I was able to get to know some of the management and see the support system that they, they, uh, they had. And that made me feel very comfortable with, with using them as a company. And I feel like they followed up on that. Our virtual assistant did not come well-trained and, um, you know, which oftentimes is the value proposition of a lot of these virtual assistant companies. And, but that's, that's not uncommon from, you know, any, any company that you work with, every lead generation company tells you they're going to get you, you know, 30 qualified leads in a week. And, you know, you quickly find out that's not often the case, but with a virtual assistant, with a new hire, you have, you know, more control over how this person is trained and how you can work with them. So if you have a plan, you're prepared, you put uh, systems in place, your, your, your chances of having success are much, much greater. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. I want to thank you so much for, for listening and joining us on this show today. If you have any questions about virtual assistants, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd be more than happy to uh, discuss my experience with you. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you once again for joining another episode of the Agents to Owners podcast. My name is Brad Bolt with the AmeriGuard Insurance Agency. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can email me and I'll leave my email in the show notes listed below or you can send me a message on LinkedIn. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time.